Johnny. Do you want to go to an ice cream social? Yeah, I'd love to. Great, let's go. I didn't know how to even do it. It feels weird. Yeah. It's a weird time. It is. So uh, I, I was like, I was going to tell you even don't roll the music when we started, but then I was like, oh, let's just try. Yeah. Yeah, we'll try the but music. But then as soon as it came, I was like, no, it feels inappropriate. Yeah, it does. Everything feels inappropriate right now. It does. And so, that, you know, a lot of people are curious if you're going to record today, uh, if you're going to put an episode out today. Uh, we got one very kind email from uh, a listener in London, yeah, uh, just suggesting that we that we think about not recording this week. That we don't, but uh, and then uh, you know I thought about it, and uh, what a better episode four hundred than to address a domestic terrorist attack? You know what I mean? Like what I did not remember. That icing this was on the cake. This is episode four hundred. Yeah, it is, isn't it? Oh. And we were joking that we would have nothing planned for it. Yeah. And, uh, man, did we get a, a whole heap of stuff put on us? Someone apparently had something planned for it. So I want to say, you know, first of first and foremost, that uh, you know we are all fine. Uh, yes. Of the, of the uh, Las Vegas scoops are all uh, scoops, and, and and everybody here is okay. Mm-hmm. Our wives are okay. Our family's okay. I th- this is the hardest thing. Uh, uh, not the hardest thing. The hardest, actually, no, probably the hardest thing for me because I didn't know okay. anyone directly affected. Was uh, the well wishes, the joking well wishes for like even Ninja is okay. Yeah. And we didn't say on the air. Uh, that Ninja died. Ninja that died week. the the week before, and yeah. we just weren't talking about it on air because we want everyone to actually honestly leave SJ alone, right? Uh, uh, and so, um, scoops have found out now, and they've been sending well wishes to, to yeah. me and SJ on on Twitter, which is appreciated. Yeah, uh, thank, just, thank at you the very time much. we didn't. The yeah. time you don't want like messages from scoops the next day, right? Mm. Um, or maybe you do. Maybe I'm overthinking. I don't know. It. I don't know. I mean, that's why I'm. That's why we're on the air right now. Yeah. If we were, if is our community. Yeah. You know, and uh, a lot of people were worried about us and how we're feeling. Um, it is strange to have something like I mean, I was I was just you know I was doing a lot in New York and living just outside of New York during nine eleven, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, but but New York is often the focal point of news. Yes. Uh, but being out here now for for nine years, it is strange, you know, that the opening story of the New York Times podcast is about what's happening here. It is yeah. strange, um, you know, uh, and we'll get into our, our nights in a moment, um, but it was it was strange to uh, not process that it was the largest killing, you know, yeah. and then all of a sudden you're like, oh, that's happening yeah. here, yeah. you know, yeah. and moving here from New York, first moving here, you imagine or get caught like really getting carried away of thinking of different scenarios where just awful shit could happen here because of the amount of people that are gathered here all the time. Oh yeah. Um, and so, uh, uh, you know, uh, but that goes to why we're doing a podcast today and why we're pressing on because for our city to survive, for us to continue we have to continue to gather. We have to continue to do as much normal stuff as we can. Yeah. We can't let this conquer us or put us in a cave. But there's you know, no good way to start back up after something like this. No. 
It, it just it feels inappropriate. You but have to. We have to. But there's no easy or good way yeah. to do it. And I tell you, you just mentioned the city. Uh, SJ and I ate dinner with some friends of ours last night uh, that work for Rock Vault, uh, the, the production yeah. manager for Rock Vault and his wife. Um, they've only been in Vegas since February, I think. They've only lived here since February. And uh, they were talking about the community that has, that has really risen up and is just taking care of our own here. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And uh, and just talking about how proud they were to to live here now. And I mean the community the community working together to to help the people that have been affected by this has been wonderful and uplifting and just great in every way. I mean the the places yes. that are accepting donations, uh, physical donations, they have been overrun. They they are figuring out today how to how to accept more donations because people they have, they filled all of their warehouses. Yes, and people have waited uh, more than eight hours to donate blood. Yep, uh, it went to appointment only at every blood bank in yep. town. Mm-hmm. Um, and those are appointment only. The last I heard until at the very latest tomorrow. I was on a text thread because actually. Oh, it was a whole group of people that was supposed to be Earliest surprised letter. the next day that I was supposed to join a bunch of people that were actually going to go to where, where Paul's work was, and yeah. then that was all shut down. Mm. But on that thread, I ended up I was on a text thread with a bunch of people from the Vegas community, and it was amazing. Yeah, um, how quickly um, I had friends uh, go to two different evacuation points: one at the Town Square and one at Thomas and Mac. Okay, those people were offer, uh, set up set up by themselves. I mean, just mm. out of their cars. Phone charging stations, drinking water. Wonderful. Um, you know, we had some affluent people, so they some people actually bought was buying jackets and buying cell phones yes. and handing them to, and giving them to people. Amazing. Yeah. Um, and um, and 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 <clears throat> the, the amount of people that went to places and all of a sudden, so many people helped out that they were they weren't needed. You know, by three a.m. and that kind of thing was yeah. was crazy. No, the yeah. city the city really rose to the challenge. And I and time. I you know I even share the story of of um, you know traveling here on a cross country trip right after uh, Roy got eaten by a tiger, and making a joke at the blackjack table and having the blackjack dealer uh, shut me up and be like, "Hey, he, we he matters to us. We weren't at his hotel or anything." Yeah, it just was like, and I learning then how much of a how much of a small town Las Vegas really is. It's shocking if you haven't lived here, what, especially I mean, if you're in the theater community yeah. at all. It's set up like a giant small town, right? It's yeah. a small town with millions of people. Yeah. Is what it is. Yeah. Um, which means, and this is crazy. I feel so fortunate that the tragedies I understand are two and three degrees removed from my circle of friends. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I had uh, I, I have two friends that got shot. Okay. That night. Jeez. Uh, one uh, is a, a friend of ours that worked with SJ for, uh, I don't know, a couple of years in a, in a show that she did at New York, New York, uh, that a lot of our very close circle of friends came out of. And this is one of, not that direct circle, but kind of the next circle out. Yeah. Uh, but but still a very good friend. She used to house sit for us every time we would go out of town. She would she would always be the one that would come over and house sit for us. She's younger, uh, and she still lived with her parents at the time. And she's very close with her parents. She's a, na- a native Las Ve- uh, Vegan, Las Vegan, Las Vegan, Las okay. Vegan. Otherwise, uh, it's a Las Vegan, and that's yeah. a very different thing. Whole, whole different thing. Uh, so she would always come over and do that, and she would always be the one taking care of Ninja and everything. Uh, so she was shot in the arm. Um, not a not terrible. Uh, Still, she was taken to the hospital that night and was actually sent home from the hospital because they didn't have time to deal with her. Right. So they bandaged her up, sent her home with the instructions: come back tomorrow. And we'll get you stitched up. Yeah, and yeah. so they they did that. Her mom though was with her, who's another another friend of ours, 
and she was shot in the chest. Oh, Jesus. And uh, she's still alive uh, and is in critical but stable condition. Uh, yeah. Uh, she can't, uh, she is, she is responsive to people, but only in so much as she can almost uh, unnoticeably nod her head or shake uh, her head in response to people speaking to her. That is heartbreaking. And it's, it's horrible. I yeah. will say, uh, I say one of the hardest is a friend of mine's father worked security that yeah. night. And he, uh, our friend's father, lost a friend, mm-hmm. uh, uh, a coworker, mm-hmm. to the shooting. And then that person's children were uh, asked to gather at his house. And mm-hmm. our friend had to go home to meet the children because he was covered. Uh, oh, yeah. In blood. And so he could not enter his home without freaking out mm-hmm. the children who were about to get terrible news. Yeah. That story really uh haunted me yeah uh and continues to the other the other friend of ours that was directly affected is a first responder in town mm-hmm. he's a, a the nellis police chief yeah and uh, so he was he was out for it and uh he was just he was saying um you know, every time he would find a body and he found a lot yeah that he was just hoping that it wasn't someone that he knew yeah mm-hmm. and just every time and, and that yeah, and for me, as the night continued on, and maybe we'll backtrack a little bit, uh, uh, but it was like, how how long, you know, I went from being like, we're fine, we're all safe, everybody's yeah. good, to like, changing it to like, as far as I know, everyone I know is good, because like, yeah. as the numbers started to add up, right, you can't I be was sure. like, what are the odds? I tried to be as vague, booky as I could, you know, when answering the scoops like right now what i know is what i know yeah and that's you know as of now i could i had to have to pre- to have to preface stuff with as of now yeah just ugh. yeah oh yeah my my only responses were after after i eventually got home i just tweeted and facebooked out sj and i are safe and at home right mm-hmm. that's like that's that's all i know for sure yeah i mean my whole family was in los angeles right so like that was just a, a relief, and then uh, all of all of them were asleep when things went down, and so I could only text, being like, I basically like, I'm sorry to the, the amount of text messages you're going to wake up to, yeah, and just know that everybody's okay. Yeah, I, I texted my parents in Louisiana. Yeah, uh, as I was getting home, I knew they would be in bed and probably had, had not heard about any of it before yeah. they went to bed, and uh, I just texted them, said, you know, you're gonna you're gonna see a lot of things on the news. Yeah. I want you to wake up to a text message saying that I'm alive. Right. Now, we had an incident uh, months ago when we were, the, sh- the Fifty Shades was still open, and some, some meth had ended up pulling their van up on the sidewalk um, and uh, plowing into some, into some people. And um, when that had gone down, the rumors were fast. Yeah. Fast. And, um, you know, uh, it went from being a shooter to multiple shooters are loose and, mm-hmm. and it could be going somewhere between Paris and Bally's, you yeah. know. And so we were starting the show not knowing whether I should be keeping eyes peeled for some lunatic running around right. with a gun. And it took hours before it turned out, before we'd find out that it was an unarmed person and that it was a, a drug incident and not a terrorist mm-hmm. incident. Yes. And, and not a, some kind of coordinated thing that was going to be one of many things. So when news first started uh, leaking out on this event, 
the the rumors were fast again. And knowing that incident, I kept trying to be optimistic when right. things first started happening. So I actually my bizarre night begins. My, I have a, I have the this is you have a weird night. I have a very fucking strange night. Yes. Okay. So we're gonna go through this slowly because on, for this will actually turn bizarrely comedic. Yeah. Because of what had happened. So I had checked in for my friend's bachelor party at Caesars, and I had left. You know, twenty feet from where Jacob works, right? In a shuttle to go to a strip club, uh, like minutes before things go down, right? Okay, so Caesars for people who don't know is right in the middle of the strip, uh, Mandalay Bay, where everything happened, is at the end of the strip. Yeah, south so end there, of the strip. Yeah, so there are a few hotels between the two. Um, and probably, what, a mile and a half, two miles? Yeah. Something like that. Um, two major inter- two major Las Vegas, or yes. three, yeah, two or three Las Vegas intersections uh, away. Right. Um, but same road, just right down the boulevard. Same road, okay. And so uh, I left Caesars parking lot about 20 minutes before it would be locked down completely. Right. And Jacob's work would be locked down completely. Yes. And it was very strange because I almost got us tickets to go see the show that night. Um, but everyone had already seen it, uh, my bachelor party, and so we were like, let's just hang. Mm-hmm. We were very casual about our bachelor party. Yeah. Um, and uh, uh, and so, uh, actually, it was kind of comforting is that the three of us, did you start it, Paul? The three of us started checking with each other pretty quickly. I think Paul started it. Yeah. Um, because, you know, I was at home. Yeah. I was prepping. Monday was supposed to be grand opening for my new job. Right. And so I I was myself minutes away from going to bed as right. soon as things happen. And then and then I'm just on my phone and I see it in real time. Yeah. And I'm losing it. Yeah. And I'm just like, oh damn. Because I know how active all you all of us are and all of our community is. Yeah. And I had uh, you know, coworkers. I wouldn't consider them friends, but new coworkers who were down there that night. Right. Sure. You know. Yeah. And it's just unbelievable. Yeah. Unbelievable. And then, well, and then I think the same friend that you were speaking of on Facebook, yeah. his father was down there yeah. helping coordinate everything. I saw all that unfolding. Unbelievable. Yeah. And I think sadly that's a big chunk of the victims, where the security. And the bartenders who were stationed in place, and we knew, and a friend of ours was supposed to bartend that night and got a gig and, and canceled. Yep, just Oof. just so happened, last we, minute. Yeah, we had mm-hmm. two friends. Of Another sh- of our former co-stars yeah. from Fifty Shades. She yeah. was almost there. Yeah, it's just you know, it's too close. It's too close. Yeah, I mean, it's close anytime. Anytime it hits anywhere in America, it's close. But boy, yeah. right. So quickly, the rumors that there quickly the rumors are that there are multiple shooters. Mm-hmm. Running up and down the strip, because mm-hmm. um, they didn't know where the bullets were coming from at first, right? And so the rumors of, of shooters on the loose and the amount of shootings that were happening, people were guessing it had to be a coordinated multiple person attack, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, and that you know, and then the rumors start coming up at specific locations. So I'm hearing that they're at Harris. I'm hearing mm-hmm. that they're at Luxor. I'm hearing that all kinds of stuff. And that there might be bombs, and there might be bomb situations in different hotels and mm-hmm. stuff. And those, and all I'm going through the back of my head is I'm hoping that 
this same shit was said about that van attack. Right. That's and I'm hoping the only, that... That's the only solace I took seeing all this stuff going. Yeah. I was like, I this happened. This was exactly what kind of stuff came up. Yeah. Hopefully this is not true. Yeah. Or or not as, ex, you know, extreme yeah. as it seems. Oof. Um, and so, Jacob, how far into the 10 o'clock show... Do you guys go through the whole show? We got through the whole show. Okay. And you kn- you were getting updated things while while the show is happening. Yes. Um, how do you want to do this? Do you want to finish your your night and I then come back to, to mine? I think we have to end on mine. I don't think we can. Okay, start great. With mine. That's that's a good idea. Yeah. Uh, yeah. My night was less strange and, and rougher than your night. That's what I mean. I don't. Yeah. think... So we were we because so Absinthe does two shows a night. We yeah. we, do, we have an eight p.m. and a ten p.m. show. We are on the corner of Las Vegas Boulevard and Flamingo at Caesar's Palace, but in front of Caesar's Palace. Mm-hmm. And we are in a soft-sided, permanent structure tent building. Yeah. We call it the tent. It's, it's, a per- it's a permanent structure building, technically, but it is soft-sided walls. So we were in the 10 p.m. show when the shooting at Mandalay Bay occurred, and we got word of that. Uh, a little while later, we, we were getting reports of, of the shooting at Mandalay Bay. Um, a little while later... We got reports that there, and, and so all all through the the night, we had um, we had people listening to the police band. Yeah, so and that was a big help actually on our text thread. Was that yeah? Any rumor? Someone would post a rumor on the text thread, and someone and multiple people were listening to the police uh, scanner. Right, would shoot down rumors. The problem was, and this this made me made me and still makes me very very angry. The amount of Fake reports that were going in, yeah. be they you know intentionally fake or uh, or unintentionally fake, and I and I'm sure that most of them were unintentional, if not no, all. But yeah, but the the speed uh, the speed at which people would just yell misinformation. Yes, um, they were yelling it at the police, who would then have to investigate. So during the show, while while we're performing the show, presumably most of the audience is not aware of what's going on. Right. Um, we hear shooting at Mandalay Bay. Mm-hmm. At the, the concert at Mandalay Bay. Then we hear shooting inside of Mandalay Bay. Then we hear shooting inside of the Luxor. Then we hear shooting inside of the Excalibur. And this is all stuff that we're hearing on the police band. Yeah. Uh, so we're not hearing this from Yahoo's on Facebook. We're hearing this from the Las Vegas Metropolitan Police Department. Yeah. So we're hearing shootings at the Excalibur, shootings at New York, New York, shootings at Paris, shootings inside of Caesars. We're hearing all of this. We're in a soft-sided building with 650 people jammed inside of it. Mm -mm -mm. As the show is ending, we get word from Caesar Security and Metro, lockdown, stay where you are. We don't have a way to move 650 people. The only way out of the tent is through what is called the Roman Plaza. Right. As its name suggests, it is a giant open plaza of space. Yep. We're being told multiple shooters up and down the strip. Uh, and we're told, we don't know how to move you guys out of there. Lock the doors. Stay in place. We'll send Metro over to, to be outside. Uh, we're also hearing uh, car bombs. We, we were told car bomb yeah. in front of the Luxor. Mm-hmm. And we were told that the stairwells of multiple casinos possibly including Caesars, had been wired uh, with explosives and booby-trapped 
so that no one could get in or out of the stairwells without blowing up portions of the buildings. Jesus. Um, we were told that first about Mandalay, and then the list grew and eventually included Caesar's. The only solace I find in all these wild rumors is that hopefully there will not be, as they used to say, the failure of imagination down the road. Ugh. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, these are all things that, as wacky and out there as they may seem, yeah. at least there will now maybe be some form of preemptive check system set up for these kinds of well, possibilities. I mean, yeah. the fact that so many police showed up so fast oh. tells you so much about the level of security that is actually present on the street oh, at yeah. all time. They they do not make their presence big time felt. No. They are there. But, but they're was, seconds away. And and, and and yeah, it was the police action was incredibly fast. So and fast. and has been trained to be so for a long time. It was swift and, and overwhelming. Yeah. And I was trying to explain it to my friends from out of town. You know, I was like, I was like, this, I was like, this whole state's income is generated from tourism at this city. I was like, right. they yeah. are on top of fucking everything so fast. Yeah, they don't fuck around. Um, you got an eight mile, that. eight mile little spot right there. That's yeah, just, that's that's our life. That's the state. Yeah, yeah. So it it was. Uh, I mean, all of us have worked on the strip so much. Sure. So much, yeah. and this is and. This is something that we talk about, not we, we, but uh, you know, myself and, and coworkers in different shows. You know, security concerns like this are something that gets that, that gets discussed often. Yeah. You know, we get briefings uh, at Absinthe. We we've had many briefings in the past from both Caesar Security, which is made up predominantly of ex uh, uh, police force and ex military. Yeah. Uh, you, know, you talk about crack security teams in these casinos. Uh, Carolyn Goodman, the, the mayor of the city, yeah. talked about that the other day and just and just praised the security forces inside of Mandalay Bay and inside of the other casinos. Mandalay Bay, obviously, the most. Yeah. Um, just for you know th- their skill and uh, and the amount that they were able to help Metro deal with the situation. And lo- it was Mandalay Bay security that initially located the shooter and and located figured out which room it was, yeah. it was coming from and everything. Um. So all of that was all of that's going on. So we got word to lock down uh, as soon as the show ended. Uh, so we finished the show because we got we got that word as the curtain call was starting. Oof. So we said, okay, we will finish the curtain call. So you had like minutes. Yeah. Oh. So we finished the curtain call, and the gazillionaire stayed out on stage. Or all the cast was still out on stage, yeah. and the gazillionaire said, um, in character, which in hindsight. Uh, it was a mistake for us to have the gazillionaire make this announcement. It should have been, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, it should it should have been stage management or, or someone someone else. Um, but uh, it, it, at that moment, it was it was it seemed like the the right thing to do. Again, though, we had had forty five seconds from the from the time that it started to uh, to the time that or from the time that we got word to lo- to lock down to the time that we had to announce something to the audience. Yeah. So the gazillionaire said, um, you know, paraphrasing, you know, as many of you know, something's going down on the strip. Uh, we've been asked by Las Vegas Metro to shelter in place here in the tent. So we're going to hang out. Um, we're just going to keep having a good time here in the tent. Uh, cast, get the fuck off the stage. The cast left. Yeah. And said, everybody just hang out for a little while. Enjoy, enjoy yourselves. Just hang out and chill. And we'll let you know as soon as we know something. And Gazillionaire left. 
uh, people immediately discovered the first problem of sheltering in the tent, which was they, these were people that had been drinking all night. Yeah. And they had just sat through a 90-minute show. Mm-hmm. Most of them presumably had not gone to the bathroom immediately prior to the show. Right. And there are no bathrooms connected to our theater. The closest bathroom is normally about a 20-second walk across the Roman Plaza. Yep. So, we have people immediately coming up to our ushers and ourselves saying, I have to go to the bathroom, and I have to go right now. Yeah. And so we cordoned off areas in the backstage area, in the back hallway, the ADA ramps and whatnot, and uh, made some made some private areas. Jesus! And started passing out cups from the bar. Oh, very unpleasant. Very quickly. Oh, I'll bet. The again, the, the however, the vast majority of people took it in stride, right. And said, "This is what we got to do." Yeah. yeah. This is what we got to do. Yeah. I mean, and one fetishist was like psyched. Finally, my night is made. My time has my come. Year. The show is okay, but I just edited a, a start of my Yelp review. Yeah, oh, I haven't checked the absinthe Yelp reviews today. I've been checking them the last couple of days <laughs> oh, because really? of this. Yeah, because I, I, I thought that night I was like, we're gonna get some weird Yelp reviews on yeah, this. Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, that'd be bizarre if someone were to like not separate. But I give people all kinds of right. Uh, well, and after after it was all over. Uh, spoiler alert, several hours later, yeah. uh, after being locked in the tent, we had several people come up to us and commend us and our and our staff and everyone for handling everything very well, uh, which was was nice. Yeah, I mean, just well, because of the, the, the... The crew's a pretty well-oiled machine, and I mean, you guys deal with yeah. heavy risk every night with the acts that you have in sure, your show. Sure, sure. And you deal with a lot of drunks every night. And so. we deal with a lot of drunks every night, which comes into the next part. We did have, out of 650 people... Almost 650 of them were perfectly good and, and perfectly nice people. Okay. There were a few that were assholes. Um, almost immediately, one guy starts yelling at another guy, so it's yelling, uh, yelling slurs at him. Uh, Oof. Uh, the guy he was yelling at was a homosexual man. And uh, so this, this one guy is yelling at him. And at one How point... How sad, though. Yes. You know what I mean? Like, oh, just yeah. Like, this guy and, and goes talk- out, he's stuck in a tent, and all of a sudden he gets identified. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Because of his sexuality, and then all of a sudden he's got to take, he's got to, he's got to lock down and experience hatred. Right. It's so depressing. At one point, the drunk asshole yelled at the homosexual man, um, "Your dad fucked your dad." Mm. And at that point, <laughs> I stopped. I it, it kind of it kind of <laughs> took me took me back for a second. Because I wanted to have a conversation then. Yeah, yeah, that's what do you what do you mean by that? That's a thinker. What is what does that mean? That's a thinker. Do you mean yeah. that his dad masturbated, like he fucked himself, or do you think that two gay men had sex and somehow that resulted in this gay man being born? I I want to know what your thought process what, is here. Yeah, with like these, with these people. Time out, everybody. Bigot. Let's have a let's have a sit down, shall we? Yeah. Let's, let's explain. Explain your last slur. A little mono, mono, mono. I'm assuming that you meant it derog- in, in, a, in a derogatory manner. Would these people but have less explain. of a problem if homosexuality resulted in procreation? Because that seems to be one of their key arguments, anyway. I don't know. I don't know. That guy is not thinking. No, no. You you think? 
and he was upset that he was locked inside somewhere. Yes. Right? Uh, and he was reacting to the situation. Um, a caged idiot. Yes. And uh, so... And just coming off of a show that very much frees up inhibitions and, sure. you know, encourages a bit of the wild side. Not to the detriment of your fellow people, but it certainly uh, says, you know, crack your head open and start, yeah. you know, thinking a little bit different. So I see this happening, and this is happening probably 20 feet from where I was standing. Yeah. Uh, I see our security guard on the other side, uh, and he's starting to walk that direction. And these two guys are starting to try to get at each other. Oh, boy. Uh, they're a few rows apart, but they're trying to get at each other. And I look at the other sound guy and said uh, something along the lines of, somebody throws a punch this could all go real bad. Yes. Uh, so I, I went over to, to help. And so the security guard got the guy that was being yelled at, which in this situation, and we had, we had two or three of these situations happen throughout the night where one person was an asshole to somebody else. Yeah. The person who was being, who, who had the asshole coming at them initially. Yeah. Becomes just as big a problem for us yeah. as the initial asshole. No, I know. Even like in a small situation as a bartender, it's really hard, but you have to lean on the victim to be like, you need to be the better man. Yeah. And it's hard because it's right. not fair. They are the victim yes, of hatred. absolutely. But you, it, it's unfortunate, but like, you really in this situation, have to wrangle because they're usually the cooler head. Right. So like... Like in this situation, you, I know that guy's being an asshole to yeah. you right now. You have to take it. And if we were out on the street, I would mean, like, I would have your back. You right. You know, like, you got to, but, like, it's just like, not. I can't have a riot break out in here with 600 happen. people. It just can't happen here. Yeah. And it's unfortunate, you know, that that guy has to have a, an even larger ordeal. Yeah. Because some some bigot. So um, so the security guard gets the, the guy who's being yelled at. I get the other guy. And uh, he yells at me that he does not want to be kept in the tent. Right. And so uh, I say to him everything that I know, which right. is not much. Right. I say, you know, here's what's being reported. It's being reported possible multiple shooters, et cetera, et cetera. We've already talked about all that. Um, the things that I know, I know that Caesar's Palace is completely locked down. You cannot get in or out of Caesar's Palace. I know that multiple other hotels are completely locked down. You cannot get in or out of those. And I know that there is a giant police presence on the strip right now. I doubt you will be allowed to walk Anywhere on the strip. Yeah. If you leave here, I don't know where you will go. And furthermore, if you leave here, our doors are locked and we're being told not to let anyone in. Yeah. So if you leave, the door is going to lock behind you and that is going to be the end of that. However, you are not being kept here. The doors are not locked from the inside. I'm not going to go open the door for you. I'm not going to accept that responsibility. But if you go walk through the door, no one will stop you. Yeah. No one is physically going to keep you here. I'm telling you that I recommend that you stay here, but no one is going to keep you here. Uh, he told me to go fuck myself, and he left. Which uh, I felt perfectly okay with that. I looked, at, I looked at the security guard. I said, I feel like I told him everything that I could tell him to try to convince him to stay here. I don't know what else I could have said to him. No, you can't rationalize with a drunk person. Right. And at the same time, I'm not going to duct tape him to a chair. No, that's not in your job. And, and like that was, I, I think that was probably the next step. Right. What was, else do you do? I think we, we have a couple of pair of handcuffs. We could have handcuffed him down to a handcuffed him down to a chair or something like that. Uh, but of course, at this point, we also don't know how long we're going to be there. Uh, so yeah, so we had that guy. 
we had um let's see a blue line scoop is chiming in saying it's usually easier to talk the victim into walking away and just avoid a bigger problem yeah yeah it's true um so he left we had a couple of other people um one guy at one point was like getting people riled up uh and I don't know what his end goal was in his mind, but he ended up getting about 20 people together saying, they can't keep us here. They can't keep us here. And he's like yelling that to these people. And, uh, and me and the security guard go over and we're like, we're not, we're not keeping you here. Yeah. Um, you know, you've, you've all heard everything we've heard. And this is an hour and a half in at this point. So they've, they've been in for a while now. Yeah. And uh, so he gets about 20 people riled up and storms the front door. And you know, Demands that the ushers move aside, which they obviously do yeah. immediately. Yeah, they don't care. Um, yeah, and, and so he they, he storms the front door, and about twenty people left at that point. So those were our two, our our one person, then our group of people that left. We had one other person who I hear on headset because we we were all we all kept our headsets on obviously throughout the night, and I hear on headset uh, somebody says, "Oh shit, that guy just uh, that guy in section one, I think." Yeah. Just through ice at some other guy. God damn it. It's tough. And so I get over there. I mean, you you are it, it is it is hard because you are in like uh I mean s- there's so many elements that make this a horrible scenario. Yes. It is a show uh that doesn't it, that the drinking is widely encouraged to go see. Yep. It is a show that caters to, like it is a perfect Vegas show where yep. people Vegas go to unleash, right? Yep. And the host opens up all doors, and normally you walk out of there, and it's like almost like a sacred oath that everyone just loosens up, right? And says whatever the fuck they want, thinks whatever the fuck they want, and you watch this incredible circus act, then you get the fuck out of this tent, yeah. And then leaving that, you kind of like you break that, you know what I mean? You break the energy that. releases, yes. And that like, and those people now can go out and and like, and it's it's which what makes that show amazing. Yeah. So to capture that energy and then keep it in a in a in a, in a, in a it's in a whole a different thing where people have to shift to their most noble. It'd be Mindsets. one thing, yeah. It'd be and one you're thing being to... told that there might be people coming to shoot you. Yeah, yeah. That's what I'm one, saying. It'd be one thing to keep the energy bottled up and and it just be okay, just sit here. Right. But with all the other extenuating circumstances, like that's the thing. Like even if like if it was like, hey, everybody, sit here. The mayor's going to come and give us our key to Las Vegas ceremony tonight. Right. Yeah. That mayor would be fucking heckled and demolished. Oh you yeah. You know what I mean? Oh yeah. Like you, like like so like the gear shift that has to happen for people to go from uh, that energy to be like, no. Here's your most noble place. You have no resources and uh, and no and no actual sense of the actual danger that's you're happening. Playing, also, here's a cup to pee. In. Yeah, here's a cup you're, to pee. In. You're playing as wildly politically incorrect as you can, and then you have to go right right to upstanding so even, citizens. Even as the yeah. story is 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 you laying out uh, so carefully, Jacob, uh, it's still not nearly as it's horrible, horrible as it as it honestly sh- could could have and should almost absolutely have been. And and it sh- <laughs> it could have been more horrible if not for the fact that. Most people yeah. are good people, right? Yep. They're they're good, decent people. There it is. The vast majority of people, and all they wanted to do was make sure that everybody else was safe and cared for. Yeah. Oh, by the way, the guy who threw ice at the other guy, the guy who got ice thrown at him, had just said that the guy's daughter, who he was there with, was dressed like a whore. Oh well. Uh, so that's what instigated that. Okay. So uh, okay. I now, got o- I got over to them first, said to the guy, "Hey, don't fucking throw." And this is a, this is an older gentleman. Yeah. He's you know I, I'd guess late sixties. Or so, yeah. Um, that had just What's thrown weird the ice. Is that she was dressed like a whore, but like a 1920s whore. <laughs> like she was, 
flapping dressed out. like right. Yeah, she, she had yeah. like a big parasol. Yes, and like a stovepipe hat, like a big a big bustier right. on. It was really weird, and I think he was more maybe struck than critical. Yeah, <laughs> but uh, that was that was the strange thing that happened. Yeah. <laughs> so this guy, he's yelling at me, saying that guy just said my daughter is dressed like a whore. Yeah. I said. And, and so I'm the only one between them. security guard is trying to get over to us as well to help out as well as the house manager. And, uh, and so I'm the one between them now. And I say, I understand that. I still need you to sit down. And yeah. then I turned to the, I turned to the other guy who's about two rows behind him said, quit saying that people are dressed like whores. <laughs> Don't be an asshole. <laughs> I just yelled at the guy. <laughs> it's like, stop being and an you asshole. You are dressed like an idiot. <laughs> yes. All in right. fairness, if we're gonna start ripping fashion, line up, everyone. <laughs> I Jacob's have about to, to say. <laughs> Jacob's about to get sassy, <laughs> <laughs> and it turned into like a Joan Rivers red carpet. Oh my god! There in the tent, you sir, jeans to the theater. Uh, SJ is here in the studio. She's we didn't know she was coming, so she has no microphone. Yeah, she just dropped by. Um, you get you get locked in your performance. You get you get out okay. You stuck out. Yeah. Okay, but your show normally goes off at. We're done at ten, but we were. They usually done at ten. Oh, okay. They were hanging so it's out and right having drinks. That. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, so you you're just getting updates from Jacob like we were. That's got to be a weird thing. Yeah. Also, because SJ was at Hard Rock when uh, and yeah. she, she, she's on a mic, so I'll just I'll narrate this part too. Yeah. Uh, she was at Hard Rock when it all started, and I was texting with her. Hard Rock is just east of the Las Vegas Strip. Yes. So I got on the phone with her and just said, I'm sure the strip is closed. I'm sure the freeways are closed. Get in your car and drive east. Yeah. Get away from the strip. You know, turn south at some point. Yeah. And work your way around. And work your way around everything and get home. So she went to Los Angeles. Yes. No, I got lost. Yeah. What <laughs> what happened is she got lost. And she uh she drove she drove into an area that she does not usually drive into. I know into. exactly where I you know got where lost. You went. Yep. Yeah, I know that where is you the went. trickiest street. You think, <laughs> yes. Oh, this will put me out on Maryland, nope. and, and then it doesn't. Like, Wait, there's this dead ends. Who is the monster that designed this? And now yes. I'm in a parking lot. <laughs> yeah, yep. And that was also an yeah. evacuation center, so that must have been no fun, as well. Right. So, but she ended up um, managing to get back, and the airport bypass part of yeah. the freeway was still open. Uh, so she was able to get on that and get home, get home that way. Yeah. So she texted me while you know, right after we got locked down officially, yeah. and said that she was home, which was that was that was nice. I didn't have to worry about that anymore. Um, um, and yeah, and so we were we were there. We were we were locked down in the tent for a few hours. Uh, then we were eventually we were we were given the release. We, we were told that uh, single. Oh, uh, I was saying about all the the fake reporting. Um, the shitty thing for us is kind of what you were talking about, Matt. Is that uh, we knew that most, if not all, of this reporting was going to turn out to be wrong. Yes, we knew that it was false. Yes, we didn't know what parts of it were false. Right, and there was a moment where that had turned for me. Yeah, right. So it seemed like I was following a lot of it on Twitter. Actually, it seemed to be like the best kind of source for for updates. That was um, I, I, it's so strange, but Twitter seemed to want to get it right the most. Right. So, yes. Uh, and so um, the moment it turned was in all of a sudden the the, the most like um, most of the news organizations that were reputable were saying at least two dead. Yes. Maybe more. Yes. 
and at first I was like, okay. For a long time, the only be... confirmed thing that we had was yeah. one person dead. Right. And I was like, okay, good. This is this is sanity. Yes. And then on the text thread I had, this this it said, no, I checked in with the hospitals, and this hospital, uh, this one hospital, has stopped taking people in their right. full. And I was like, this is not going to go. Because it's not one dead and thousands injured. Right. I was like, this is not going to go well. Right. And that's when all of a sudden, and then all of a sudden I watched the news reports kind of catch back up with the right. body count yep. as it got around like 3 or 4 or 5 a.m. So we, we finished up being locked down. Uh, we, were, we were told that there had been one shooter and that that shooter was now dead. Right. Uh, and that the lockdown was lifted. Yeah. So out of the roughly 600 people that were left in there, about 530 of them yeah. left. Yeah. But we had large groups of people then that didn't have anywhere to go. Right. Because we had people that were staying at the Mandalay Bay. We had people that were staying at the Luxor. We had people staying at the Excalibur. Yep. All of which were still completely locked down because those three hotels are connected to each other. Yeah. Yeah. And um, then we had people that were staying in other hotels that they had gotten word that they were also locked down. So places like the Aria was still locked down. Yep. Um, oh, no. Actually, at this point, probably only half the audience had left by this point. Uh, because people couldn't even get back into Caesars at this point. Yeah, Caesars was locked down for a long time. Um, so a few of us basically just volunteered to stay with the with those people, and just said, you know, we'll you're here until you until you have somewhere else to go, right? Because we're not going to kick you out into the street. Yeah. And uh, so myself, the other sound guy, uh, one of the stage managers, uh, and a couple other people, and then the ushers uh, yeah. also. They, we all we all stayed around and just kind of. Waited for updates, and we and we were just calling out to different hotels, get, trying to get updates. And as we would get an update, we'd get on the microphone and say, "You know, Caesar's Palace is now reopened. If you have a room key and ID showing that you're staying there, they'll let you in." Yeah, and we would just announce that, and you know, a group of twenty people would would stand up and leave. A group of 50, uh, fifty people would stand up and leave, and it got down to the point where we had a group of about ten people left that were staying at Mandalay Bay, Luxor, and Excalibur. Oof. Uh and they had nowhere to go. They were looking. They were online and on the phones looking for anywhere nearby that had uh, an, a spare room, mm-hmm. uh, which no one did because there was also, aside from there being a big concert in town, there was a giant convention in town. Yeah, and it was just a weekend in Las Vegas. Mm-hmm. And so between and, all of that, all the rooms were are just booked. And yeah, I mean, a lot of people would open their doors and stuff. But the news of when when the the dust settled on the information, we're talking. It's about three a.m. Yeah. 3 a.m., 4 a.m. This, yeah. this is closer to 4 now. Yeah. Yeah. So the next day, a lot of people would open their... Of course. You know, but, but where do you go right then? Where do you go right then? And, and so eventually Caesars Palace opened their doors and said anyone that just has an ID, you don't have to be staying here, just have an ID and we'll, and we'll just check you in. Yeah. Uh, you, but, you can, but you can come in here and at least have a building to, to be in. We might not have a hotel room for you, but yeah. you, you'll at least have a building. They also got out all of their towels. Yes. And that was a strange sight to see. We did the same thing. Yeah. We pulled all of the towels out at, that Absinthe had and gave them to people to wrap up in. Yeah. Because people are dressed to go to a show. Yeah. And they're, they're in nice, sexy outfits and everything. That yeah. Have some skin exposed and whatnot. And so people were just cold. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it was pretty warm that night up until late, late. And then it started to get chilly. Yeah. We're, we haven't had cold weather yet. We're just starting to get it. Right. 
but it's but not, yeah, I mean, it was it was cool, cool for Vegas. You know, by by three thirty a.m. Yeah, it it was low sixties, right? Yeah, low to mid sixties. So yeah, I mean, it's getting cool when you're in a in a little and a slinky little dress. Yep. Yeah, uh, which I was. Yeah, yeah, totally. I was, I was chilly Always. because I was at work. Yeah, yeah, and I want to look nice when I'm at work. That's how you dress. <laughs> Um, okay. So eventually they left, yeah. uh, and we were left with large trash cans filled with cups of urine. Ooh, and, um, ooh, we took those outside. Uh, I had forgotten how bad my gag reflex is when it comes to bad smells. Oh, geez. Uh, so I took, we took those outside, left them and said, bye. Okay. Yeah. For another day. Yeah. Okay. So because we, we were like, we don't know what to do with it. We, we don't have yeah. a dumpster or anything to throw anything well, into. No, uh, you can't. Just, and we and we have crews that come by early morning yeah. to empty these large trash cans. Yeah. Oh. We were like, I feel terrible for doing this, but yeah. we have nothing to do with these. Yeah. And so we just we put them outside for people to figure out. Presume hopefully they've been picked up. <laughs> right. Hopefully they by now they've been picked up. Did you guys cancel shows the next night? We are dark on Mondays and Tuesdays anyway. Oh, right. Okay. And so Wednesday, as we're recording this tonight, uh, will be our first show back. Okay. Okay. Um, uh, as we said earlier, actually, I want to say this. So, uh, Alan tweeted, helped tweet this link, but someone immediately put up a link on GoFundMe.com. If you look for Las Vegas Victims Fund, yep. it's already raised $8.8 million. It raised $3.5 million in the first 24 hours, yep. which is just amazing. Uh, people are amazing. It, it initially had a goal of a million dollars, and now its goal is up to ten million, which makes sense because honestly, if you start doing the math, right now there's about fifteen grand going to 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 each victim per person. Yeah, yeah. So this is you know how many fucking victims there were, right? Uh, and how many families are affected by this. Um, so please, and, uh, the, the, and then the people have their high. own their own personal GoFundMe's. Our friend yeah. that, that I was talking about earlier that, yeah. that got shot, you know, they have a they have a GoFundMe set up for the for the mom and everything. Okay, and uh, yeah. Will you uh, figure out that one? I think we'll. Um, oh sure, I can we're gonna that do, up. We're gonna do the bucket show, and I think we should just direct everyone to that at the bucket show today. Yeah, yeah. Um, and we'll, 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 we'll let's focus our small little platform on on that on that person in particular that mm-hmm. we kind of think of being. Yeah, that's, a, I think a that's a good idea. To go about it. Um, I uh, I I had the most bizarre night of my life. There's yes. just no way to kind of say it. I you're, mean, you're not it as is, lighter than mine, which is which it's, is good. It's is it is bizarre. It is heavy. It is light. There were moments of absolute uh, hysterical moments because of the situation that we were in. Yes. So, our friends and I, we finished eating and we said, "Let's just go to one of the strip clubs and we'll maybe we'll, we'll bounce around from there." Yeah. About ten minutes after entering Spearmint Rhino, they locked it down. No one was coming in. No one else was being allowed in. And we were certainly allowed out, um, but our hotel was locked down. And the idea of like trying to figure out somewhere else to go in the Cause, interim. Because you guys were staying at Caesars. We were staying at Caesars. Yes. And all of our stuff was loaded in at Caesars. Um, now, I had my house mm-hmm. that we could go to, which had enough room for everyone to sleep, and all of our stuff was back there. And your kids were in L.A. My kids were in L.A. Early, yeah, which my is, kids were totally safe in L.A. Handy. My house was empty. Yep. Um, and my friends, my friends had traveled in for a bachelor party, and and there the event was still like I said, as we just discussed all the details, we had no sense of what was actually happening mm-hmm. throughout the night. And my friends were out of towners, so they're not taking this in like you, like we were. 
Do you know what I'm saying? Yes. And I even said, like, they were kind of having fun. And they were like, Matt, this is crazy, right? And I said, yeah. I said, you know what? You guys aren't from here. It's this is if if this were happening in another city right now, we would keep going. So guys, please just keep going. Okay, right. But eventually, the place is like kind of like empty. Yeah. And so like we are just sitting in like one area of of this like thing up on like a couch near the edge. Mm-hmm. I sat. Were the, the strippers still out? Yes. So and the fact, place is locked down, but the strippers are still making their money. Because they don't know when they're going to open back up. Yes. Okay. So the strippers are still working. Fascinating. And a lot of strippers are calling out. So they're telling... We, I would find this all out because mm-hmm. we, we befriended all of them. <laughs> we, we became people that they came and chatted with. So we were like the area... We, we, weren't, we weren't too drunk or anything. Yeah. And, and we were there for a while. So I swear to God, we ended up becoming like the hangout spot. The news hub. The news hub. Yeah. We were just hanging with, with them. And and we were just chatted. We just had conversations, and we like got to know each other. It was it was crazy. I mean, it started with like us just trying to like joke around, you know. I ended up because we were there for a long time, so like you go past that point of a, the strip club protocol where they go up and figure out if you want to lap dance or nothing. You walk away. And all of a sudden, they just they just know what's going on. And they just know we're there. And also, there's, there's there's enough strippers there, and they don't want them to leave in case they do lift it up. Because so many other strippers are calling out that they're sure. that they're being asked to stay there in case Jeez. it does open back up. So, like on the stage, there are girls dancing, and then below the stage, there are other girls like sitting in chairs on their cell phones checking the news. Like strippers right. just on their phones trying to figure out what was going on. Uh, it's surreal. At one point, Thanksgiving like, for Werewolves says lockdown in a strip club seems like a good uh, bottle episode of an HBO show. It, yes. Yeah. I mean, it was really weird. You don't think about just life happening. Yeah. At like these kind of typical Las Vegas party places. And until I know real details. But they are. I'm buying my friend who's a bachelor. I'm buying him lap dances. Right. You know, we're still trying to buy people drinks. We're still trying to, like, enjoy it. We're trying to be like, well, we're here. And then we just kind of embrace the bizarreness of it. Yeah. Um, I ended up, uh, it's like a weird highlight is I ended up writing uh, for strippers. Because, mm-hmm. like, we got to know them. And so uh, uh, we were joking. And so, like, we, we, were, we were four improvisers. So then we started doing, like, scenarios where we were pretending to go up to people and, and ask for dances, too. And okay. we went up to them pretending like we were asking them for dances. Okay. And then they kept being like, and then we started making them laugh. And like, that's some of those lines are good. And I started being like, well, what's, what do you normally say? And then I started actually breaking down. I started taking on stripper by stripper. I would start asking what their superpower was. I started giving them lines like that they could start saying. And they're like, oh, I'm going to use that. You know, like yeah. it was really, really weird. That is really weird. Yeah. And then by the end, like we're all just sitting. Right. Like, they're in their outfits, but like the strippers who have like either made enough money or don't care about making money or just being asked to stay. Right. Yeah. They're just hanging out. They're just hanging with us. Well, that's yeah. not a day that anybody's going to enforce any kind of. No. That's the thing. It's like we all were like. Protocols out the window. And we were nice. And we just need to be safe. And We were nice ish guys. Right. So like we were just generally considered safe. Yeah. By all people, security, bartending mm-hmm. staff, whatever. Like no one cared that we were just sitting there. Waiting for Caesars to open back up, and um, it was it was bizarre. It was bizarre. Yeah, because like it's also like on our end, like you're trying not to like, like the voice always goes, "Well, you are at a strip club," kind of thing, right? So like, I 
I kept like almost getting us to like go leave or go to my house or go somewhere. And then like one person would then take that moment to kind of fall back into the strip club loop and just kind of go off somewhere and be gone for a while. Yeah. And so like, it was really, really weird. And at one point a woman was like, you're not like a, a girl sitting next to my buddy. And she was like, you're not even looking at the stage. <laughs> I was like, I didn't, I had my chair just away. I was just hanging, just talking to a friend. Mm-hmm. And I, yeah. I was like, yeah, I'm just not, I'm just not tonight. Not, I'm just not 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 here for that no. right now. And I'm and I'm like and I'm just processing like this is like and I'm literally like this is happening. This is real. Mm-hmm. This is awful. And I'm a local. People are going to ask me about this the rest of my life. Yes. And I, this is really weird. Yeah. Mhm. And and like but it's also incredibly Vegas. Totally. What a Vegas way of that event unfolding it is what yours is yours is just as vegas as as jacobs oh certainly you know that's you know just what this city is yeah and how it goes on through tragedy and what it does in emergencies yeah bizarre i mean we had like no like um like it's by the end of the night we all know each other's real names and what we really do (laughs) All Facebook and like friends. what we do outside, mm-hmm. what they do outside of stripping, and what we do outside of here, like we just we right. we we it was like by the end of that it was no different than hitting it off with people at like a bar if you were at a convention or something, except they were right. dressed incredibly scantily clad. Right, so that's one major difference. Mm-hmm. But it was like crazy. You were going to the wrong convention, sir. Yeah, but like we were, we were the people who like could just chat, and so it was it was we spent the whole night there. And then people were checking in with me. And you're like, do I tell them I'm at the Spearmint Rhino? <laughs> like, no, no. I'm at a strip club, actually. You know, like, right. at, some, at first, the responses were that. Mm-hmm. At right. first, like, well, That was your response to me and Paul. Yeah. I was like, nowhere near it. Yeah. At a strip club. Which we knew you had a bachelor party that night. So yeah. That, that, it made sense to us. Yeah. yeah. And then as it became more real, that then I felt like really dumb telling people that. Right. Mm-hmm. You know? Mm-hmm. Uh, and then by the end of the night, like... I had to leave my family. There's a girl that needed citizenship, and we had a bond. Yeah. And so she wants, she's Russian, and she oh needs boy. to live here. Oh mm-hmm. And so I had to come home to be like, sorry, don't come back from California. I've moved on. <laughs> but to I'm which, sure plenty, to which Keeler said. Plenty, <laughs> plenty of other peoples were in similar situations. How many guys, also like, how many we guys for... are stuck in a hotel room with the woman they hired for the evening? Oh, yeah. That's way worse. Wait, what? Imagine that scenario. Oh. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Ooh. And I feel sorry for her in that situation, by the way. I don't I'm, know. Yeah. The girlfriend experience is the worst thing. Oh. Um, yeah. And here's the thing. So, like, I, my wife is asleep, right? So, the first thing is, like, yes. as soon as I'm, I'm getting news of the shooting as we walk into the club. And so, I am texting, hey, nowhere near the shooting. Everything's yeah. okay. Then I'm at Spirit Rhino for four and a half hours. Yeah. And the voice in the back of my head is like, all of our wives and girlfriends are going to be asking us tomorrow, where were you? What happened? Mm-hmm. And we're going to be like, well, <laughs> we were at a strict I was. The entire night. <laughs> and it was funny. So I was home the next night and like, you know, family is home. Glad they're home. Yes. You know, do the whole night, put the kids to bed, hang out, watch the whole TV. And it was just funny before we went to bed that, that my wife was like, so what's going through your head? What happened? Like, what, just talk to me about your night. Like, yeah. get it out of your head. Because it was like. I was like, I don't know if I'd like bring it up. Do I want to talk? Who cares? But it was, mm-hmm. was it was crazy. It was crazy. Yeah. Um, and like, yeah. 
it was so weird to watch like no one come into a strip club, you know, especially in Vegas. Like I know we've all been to like rinky dink places, but Spearmint Rhino is normally it's the Spearmint first. Spearmint Rhino stop. is the spot. It's this. It's one of two of like crazy places it's the that's spot. like that is yeah, yeah. just crawling yeah. with people normally. Yeah. Both strippers and like the amount of strippers that are normally there is crazy. And when the people, people ask me what the best strip club yeah. in, ba- in Vegas yeah. is, and not just me, yeah, everyone will just say Spirit Rhino. Rhino. Yep. Yeah, it is the default answer. Yeah, and it's just normally I've never been able to sit down in that place before, like, oh. and then let, let alone camp out there. And Again, you're going to the there. wrong conventions. <laughs> yeah, but it, you know, I mean, at some point, like, I didn't want to keep drinking. Even like, mm-hmm. I just was like. I was just my buzz had come down, sure, and I was taking things in. I was like, well, I don't feel like now's not the time to like do a rally for shots or anything. Yeah, and so we just kind of stay there. And finally, Caesar, we get we call Caesars. It's opened. It's everything's fine. We come back. We are dropped off. There is like a like piles and piles of towels strewn all around the front of Caesars. Yeah, with empty racks, and um, we go inside, and it is like a four thirty five a.m. And there is uh, multiple people walking around with towels on mm-hmm. and stuff. And um, again, just trying to like. I hope you collected them because those were mostly the towels from Absinthe. <laughs> we need those back. There's a shitload of them. I mean, like yeah. a lot. Oh, yeah. Um, and, uh, you know, we, we actually like, um, we, we, there was a joke that we went, we went to take this picture before we headed up to our room because we were trying to get on the way out and it didn't work. And there's there's four of us and there's this, this thing called Storm Queens. It was four queens saying Storm Queens slot machines right right in front of our elevator. Okay. So, and then we stop to like, hey, can you take a photo for us? And it's just a regular girl walking yeah. around. But then her friend joins her and she's wrapped in a towel. Yeah. And now we have two people from a concert like taking a photo for us. Yeah. And then we kind of like, it was really weird because we took the photo, but I was the first one to be like, so were you at the, they're like, yes. And my brother, my brother, was like, do you need cigarettes? And they're like, yes. And so we just gave them a shitload of oh, cigarettes. Good. <laughs> you know? And I was, and I was like, and like, we're just waiting for our hotel to still open up. It still hasn't opened. And so we're just walking around. But I was mm-hmm. like, ah. And it was so hard. Like I, at that moment, like I, I, it was really hard. Like my friends are there. They've traveled mm-hmm. here. They are, Taking the tragedy, but not as much as I am. Right. I really wanted to be like, guys, give these guys your fucking room keys and let's go. Let's to go my do house. anything else. Yeah. And I just, it felt too weird. Yeah. And I feel dumb about that, but I want to be honest about it. Just it, it, it felt it would have been weird to tell them to take our room. It would have been weird. It's, it's not. To, it's not weird to. Know. I mean, the, the, yeah. It's, it's a. But I felt like guilt. I felt it's an, an incredible. It's an guilt. insane situation. It's not a. It's not weird to. Be conflicted and not know what yeah. to do. Uh, As a local, I'm not a local with a hotel room. It feels like that's an, that's a gimme. Yeah, and also getting tests from my friends who were doing so much more. Right. It was. It was. I felt. I felt pretty shitty to be honest with you. Um. But you know, uh, it is the way it went down, and so, uh, we were up right, and so what happens is. Then I, we're up late enough that all the calls come in from the East Coast. Okay. And this was strange. Yeah. This was what made it very real was the amount of people checking to see if I was okay. Yes. And people I hadn't heard from in years checking yeah. in on me. Oh, yeah. It touching. Yeah, I mean, I had... Because I got home at a little after four, texted, texted my parents that I was at home, Yeah. Uh, put up on Facebook and Twitter... That SJ, SJ and I were home and safe. Yeah. 
and then I turned my phone off and got in bed. Yeah. Because uh, I was just, you know, by that point, I was just asleep on my feet. And uh, that's the thing. And I had a hard time because I was like, I was like, my, I just, my family is, does not know that this has gone down. Right. And I've texted them that I'm okay. But, and then I'm thinking like they're getting all these other texts that'll be higher than mine in the text chain. Mm -hmm. So I made sure to text my mother-in-law too and a couple other people to make sure that they would just know as soon as they woke up that we were okay. That was, that was my, that was my whole idea with texting them back in Louisiana first. And, uh, and I wanted to make sure that I put it on social media that I was okay and then went to sleep. And yeah, we woke up the next day to like I don't this, know how this, many text messages and phone calls. Smaller incidents have happened here where I get like, "Are you okay?" And you're like, "Yeah, I'm not." That's yeah. That was a Walmart. That was a nothing I'm, thing. Yeah, I'm, I don't. I'm fine. You know, yeah. this was one where I was like, "Oh, I really do need to tell people I'm okay." Right. Yeah. Like I really was on the strip that night. You know. Yeah. And and it really was a large enough and crazy enough incident that. Yep. No, I mean, I got I got text messages from cousins that I have never texted with before that I didn't realize had my phone number. Yeah. Um, you know, just I know you work on the strip. Are you okay? You know, just just things like that. Well, I'm just flabbergasted. I mean, we just come off such a high with Scoop Fest, and we're only two weeks removed from doing the the show regularly down there. Yeah. You know, we w- that would have been one of our operating nights. We would have been cl- the show would have been still ten minutes from being done when that yes. all went down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'd have been stuck in Bally's for who knows how long. Yes. Right. Um, oh, that sounds awful. Yeah. Um, no, I mean it's 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 crazy. You thought being stuck in Bally's for ninety minutes for a show was bad? It felt like it felt like that. Mm-hmm. You know, it felt like I was stuck there numerous times. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I mean, I it is. Uh, it's yeah. awful. It's awful. It's awful, and we're our hearts are broken for our city, and we certainly hope that. Everyone who was affected is able to find some help, and uh, through all of this fundraising and the outpouring, Vegas has really stepped up. Uh, hopefully, you know, continued efforts will lead us to some some better days. But there's there's no answer for this. There's no cause for this. There's no the lack I, of just, red flags on the guy is daunting. Oh, uh, it's frightening. I'm just I'm still waiting to find out. I mean, we're all still waiting to find out anything. Yeah. Any any kind of anything that I mean, was that we, led we, up to there, it. There is no justification. Like there's oh, no, no. No answer is going to be an answer. Retired multimillionaire white guy not on anyone's watch list. Right. Yeah. Bizarre. And that's the thing is like when I first saw just the separation like this is me me playing fucking armchair detective. Right. But I just looked at the distance between the windows he had banged out mm-hmm. and I was like, that is not a small room. Oh no! It was, it was a, a suite. large yeah, fucking a room. room. It was a suite. It was a suite on. It was a corner suite on Mandalay Bay. And that's yeah. when I was like thinking, I was like, you know, now they're if they're going to start metal detecting or checking or asking stuff for people to check in, that they're still not going to do that for whales. They're not yeah. going to metal detect some billionaire coming in from no. somewhere, you know. So and what like, are you and and how are you going to do it anyway? You're going to yeah. set up. You're going to set up metal detector around the elevators and have security at every elevator. Yeah. Like every time you go up to your room, they're going to be checking you. Like they're not. And there's just so many other stories. You just wish it. He I was saying, a, I was saying, a case or it made a noise. Oh yeah, someone, you just wish something had just. I was saying to someone the other night. We went over to a friend's house the other night, and we were all talking about it. And uh, I said, you know, the biggest change that I really kind of expect to come out of this is different kinds of engineered windows going into those towers. Right. You know, un- unbreakable windows going into those. You know, yeah. you can hit it with a hammer and it laughs at you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, I mean, think, that's what. That's the only. That's the, yeah. That's about it. I can see that change happening. Yeah. Uh, 
because we all we all know what the what the gun control debate is going to do that it's already sprung up a little bit. We already know that's not going to do much. I know. Uh, and things like crazy security in casino hotels isn't going to happen. No, it's you not going to fly. Random random friskings and everything. No. For somebody that just dropped $250,000 on roulette. Yeah. That's not happening. No. no. It's all just strange. Yep. Um I, I just put it up on Twitch. Uh, GoFundMe.com slash Melanson, M-E-L-A-N-S-O-N, will uh, take you to my friend's uh, GoFundMe page. Spell it again. M-E-L-A-N-S-O-N. So that's GoFundMe.com slash M-E-L-A-N-S-O-N, Melanson. Melanson. And yeah. that is a, a friend of Jacob's mother who is, a, who is a yeah. critical. So please, yes. uh, please go there. And... Uh, um, and uh, yeah, I don't, I don't, you know. And for anyone who cares, uh, it was it's a GoFundMe that was set up by a friend of theirs. Yeah, and uh, just just people trying to help help other people out. Vegas rallied so fast. It's uh, it's uh, that by the time it's like beautiful. I, it is honestly, it's like, it's beauty out of tragedy. The, the the great you know Mr. Rogers quote of "Look to the helpers" uh, is no truer here, and I've and I've said that forever living here. I said, you know, when people ask you, like, what's, what's something that was surprising about Las Vegas? And I, I've always said it is one of the most generous uh, communities I've ever been around. Like, uh, I, I've, I've, it's such, I've, I've always seen, like, at, the, at, at charity events and charity poker tournaments and stuff like that, like, the amount of money that people raise here for stuff whenever they get, are motivated and the support they get is always encouraging. And for, honestly, by the time the, you know, the Vegas Strong hashtag and the Vegas strong artwork mm-hmm. and that kind of stuff started popping up. I had already seen so much, um, so many resources already, already yeah. dispersed. Also have, that by I, the time I saw that, I was like, this is not even, have either of you noticed, uh, does anyone that you know care at all about the, the Vegas strong None. artwork and everything? Like, I don't know anyone that it's not that they don't like it or anything. It's just, no. they don't care about it at all. It just doesn't. It does like I said. It's because this town is always. It's because this city has always felt like a town. Yeah, and that's why it's kind of like, you know. And I think um, as soon as people see a practical way to help, they do. Yeah, and so and we will continue to to try to be a platform for that as well. Again, we were only days after it. Um, we're not sure what needs resources next. Um, I know I'll be donating blood again and and uh, and other yeah. things like that, but. Uh, um, We'll figure it out as we go along. Yeah, we we will. Uh, we it's will. It's too this. early for us to really get and, too deep and, on it. And any other scoop business that we're going to launch this week will be just. We're not. We're just going to wait. Yeah, we week. had some stuff we're going to launch today, but that's that's fine. That's we're fine. gonna we're gonna push all that back, and yeah. uh, maybe we'll talk about it on Sunday. Yeah. We'll see how we feel. Yeah, we'll see how we feel then. Um, we're gonna do some kind of bucket show today. Yeah, for people who are who are listening live on Twitch, we're gonna do some kind of bucket show. Yeah, and we're probably gonna talk about right now what what we're going to do. <laughs> <laughs> this is, this is a pre-production meeting, production meeting for everyone. Yeah. I mean, I've definitely done comedy shows right after tragedies in the past. Uh, I like that idea of doing it. Yeah. Um, and, uh, I always bring up the WC fields quote, just like, if you want to make people laugh, dress a guy up like an old lady and push him down the stairs. If you want to make a comedian laugh, push an old lady down the stairs. Right. Um, there's just something uh, cathartic about about facing things head on with humor that I I've always done. So we will be doing a bucket show for sure, and we'll figure yeah. out the way to the, the a different tone to strike for that show. 
So we, we may entertain and give ourselves permission to entertain. Yeah. We're going to do something. Um, I also discovered that uh, if you're going to go, uh, if you, I always travel with two rubber bands on my wrists now since learning that little mad trick from RJ is the first trick I learned. So I keep two rubber bands on my wrists. Okay. And uh, uh, my drunk friend Brian asked me to do it, I'd say maybe about 30 times at the, at the Spearman Rhino. Good. Um, if, if, if first lesson as, a, as an up and coming new magician is uh, don't, uh, don't walk into a place with only one trick to do. Don't, ah. uh, don't, don't do that. Right? That's, why, that's why magicians always just have a deck of cards. That's a lesson that you learn. You never know when you're going to be locked down and your magic skills are going to be called upon. This is what, this is what happened uh, to, to my friend Brian. He um, got, we, we, we were so over the, the uh, strip club aspect of the strip club we were in that he decided he was going to get uh, real hugs from just men. So he went about going to the strip club multiple rounds just looking for men to give him a hug. And he would convince, <laughs> he would convince them it had to be a real hug. And this is what he did for the last hour that we were there. Was he? Uh, the it ended up first was a uh, was a bartender who was reluctant. Then he finally hugged, and then he finally got hugs from everyone who was working security. So <laughs> that was that was his way of spreading love on that night. Uh, it was a bizarre bizarre night. Um, where are we at, Jacob? What should we do here? I think we can probably be done. Okay, I would agree. Yeah. Thank you to everyone everyone that has sent scoop mail. Uh, thank you to all of our Patreon backers. We have some uh, Patreon thank yous to do today to uh, finish out the month. We're not going to do those. We're yeah. not. Gonna, we're not going to do all the the silly songs and everything today. Yeah, not quite. If you were, there. if you're, so if you're a September I, Patreon, we're yeah. still waiting for your reward. We will. Uh, we will get you. You'll get it. I eventually. have them. I have them on my paper on papers here, right on my desk, and uh, we'll do those probably next week. Thanks for being patient, guys. Yeah. Thanks for understanding. And uh, remember, every uh, just if you feel compelled to do anything, little things matter so much. They do. You know, small contributions matter a ton. Every little so, bit. And uh, that's, I think that's a great idea that we focused on one person's struggle. Yeah. Um, and that's that's something that we can aim at right now to try and help. Absolutely. And uh, if, if money is a is a is a is a not a resource you have, uh, if, you know, if, if you can donate blood, fantastic. Yeah. Um, Red and, Cross is always they're they're always accepting donations, and they ship uh, blood. All over the country. Yes. So donate. So wherever, wherever you are, you, you can are. you can do uh, blood donations, and that that will uh, be a big help. I know that people in, in Las Vegas they're they're still mm-hmm. saying that that's what they need. Yeah. And even if that, so, even if there's a situation where you can't donate blood or donate money, just if you can repost uh, some of the links that we're putting up, and absolutely. Just do anything if you want to do any small thing because you feel compelled to uh, do it. Thank you. And for everyone who reached out to us uh, all over social media and email to... Warmed my heart. Yes. I had um, I had hundreds of requests on Facebook because I didn't mark myself as, as safe until I got home. Yeah. Uh, because genuinely, until I got off the strip, I didn't feel safe. Yeah. And um, it, by the time I did that, just hundreds of, of uh, people reaching out on Facebook, reaching out uh, through the Scoop group, reaching out on Twitter... Uh, made made me feel really and, good, and us yeah. And uh, mm-hmm. uh, it really it, it was um, in the in the face of such horror. It was a reminder of what how much love we are surrounded by, and mm-hmm. what an amazing community we've built. Yep. Yeah. So thank you guys so much uh, for continuing to be a part of our community, and um, and this is what we could do today with the news as it was, and so uh, that that's all we can give you. And yep. We love you, and thank you for being part of our community. We'll see you soon. We'll see you soon, guys.